Welcome back to the Adult Study Guide podcast from Bogard Press. We're glad you've joined us as we look at the winner of 2021-2022 Adult Study Guide, The Gospel of Grace. As Brother Mark Clements walks us through the Book of Romans, we will see a beautiful picture of God's love for all people and His desire for them to know Him as Lord and Savior. Each week, Brother Mark will walk us through this story as we look at God's grace for us and others. Take it away, Brother Mark! Today's lesson is the Gospel of Grace for the World from Romans chapter 3. Seeking the Context Foreign missionaries face many daunting challenges. Not only are they required to relocate their families to a completely different country, but they must also prepare themselves to cross cultural, ethnic, and linguistic barriers. Learning a different culture can be very intimidating and uncomfortable. But the longer a missionary embeds himself in the foreign land and embraces the differences, the more he begins to realize that humans are fundamentally the same when it comes to their spiritual needs. No matter how vast their differences may be, everyone stands in equal need of the grace of God found in the gospel of Jesus Christ. Human nature reveals a common temptation to think of ourselves as somehow better than others, especially those with different cultures, languages, ethnicities, or religious practices. Those who pridefully yield to this temptation end up looking down on others and denying their own personal need for God's grace. In today's text, Paul demonstrated that all humans, even those who may be privileged above others, no matter their culture, ethnicity, or religion, stand in desperate need of God's grace. Paul admitted that Jews had an advantage over other nations since it was to the Jews God revealed himself. Romans 3, 1 and 2. God's chosen people had been unfaithful to him, but that did not lessen God's faithfulness. On the contrary, the fact that his people failed in their attempt to keep his law demonstrated how holy he is and how desperate all people are for his grace. Because of the fall of man through Adam's sin, everyone enters this world with a sin nature. This might seem obvious to us, but secular culture tends to deny this reality. As Paul began to unpack the full glory and beauty of the gospel, he was inspired to explain how everyone needed Jesus Christ no matter who they were. Our world needs to understand this reality just as desperately as it did in Paul's day. Today's text shows us why we need Jesus Christ. Why is it so important to understand everyone is born into sin? Searching the text. Number one, the world stands condemned. Romans 3, 9 through 12. What then? Are we better than they? No, in no wise. For we have before proved both Jews and Gentiles that they are all under sin. As it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. There is none that understandeth, there is none that seeketh after God. They are all gone out of the way, they are together become unprofitable. There is none that doeth good, no, not one. For many centuries, farmers who harvested apples observed that if an apple picked from a basket was rotten, he could very well assume the entire basket was full of bad apples. 
this phenomenon had been recorded as early as the 16th century, and the concept applied metaphorically to people who choose to hang around bad influences. Maybe early farmers did not know it, but if one apple in a bushel has any kind of disease or fungus, it tends to spread very quickly. As apples ripen, they emit ethylene, which hastens the ripening process, and though they may appear fine on the surface, under the skin they will prove to be rotten. Human beings possess similar characteristics as rotten apples that appear perfectly fine and healthy on the outside, but the inside is decayed. The Apostle Paul wrote that before salvation, people are spiritually dead, Ephesians 2, 1. In his first two chapters of Romans, Paul proved that both Jews and Gentiles stood condemned in sin. The Jews were no better off than the Gentiles when it came to spiritual futility from the womb. To explain this spiritual reality, Paul quoted from the first three verses of Psalm 14 and Psalm 53 to describe the universal condition of mankind who is born under sin. Paul agreed with David, who was inspired by the Holy Spirit, to declare all people are under sin. Not one person is righteous. None truly understand or naturally seek God of their own accord. The reason all people are sinners is because all are born in a spiritually unprofitable condition, having received a sin nature from their parents. When Jesus explained this reality to Nicodemus, he offered salvation by grace through faith in him. For those who choose not to believe, though, Jesus stated that they remained under condemnation because of their sins. John 3.18 Without God's grace through Jesus Christ, we stand justly condemned because of our sin. Every human being is born with a sin nature and is unable to draw near to God unless he receives forgiveness of sins by faith in Jesus Christ. But everyone who refuses to repent remains condemned. How does the gospel provide an answer to man's condemnation? Number two, the world practices sin. Romans 3, 13 through 18. Their throat is an open sepulcher. Their tongues, they have used deceit. The poison of asps is under their lips. Whose mouth is full of cursing and bitterness. Their feet are swift to shed blood. Destruction and misery are in their ways. And the way of peace they have not known. There is no fear of God before their eyes. The reality that everyone is born with a sin nature becomes observable pretty quickly. Even scientists have revealed that babies as early as nine months have already learned how to manipulate their caregivers to get what they want. Children have very little difficulty learning to do wrong, but parents find it much more challenging to train them in doing what is right. Total hereditary depravity means every human commits sin because every human is born a sinner. How does a person's inherent nature reveal itself? Nobody can hide their true nature forever. At some point, everyone's true identity will manifest itself in the ways he thinks and acts. After Paul successfully demonstrated that everyone is under sin, no matter what religion or heritage they possessed, he then described what inherent sinfulness looks like as it reveals itself in human behavior. To begin his description of the outworking of sinful nature, Paul quoted again from the Psalms in showing the easiest way to observe sin in someone, namely, a person's speech. 
The way a person uses his tongue can be the quickest testimony of what is inside his heart. Luke 6.45 Paul quoted David, who described a sinful person's mouth as an open grave. This person uses speech to demonstrate destruction and decay, adding a stench to the conversation instead of making it better. This person's speech is used to deceive, flatter, or manipulate others for personal gain. Psalm 5 verse 9 Someone who uses their speech in sinful ways will add cursing and bitterness, which act as poison to bring others down. Psalm 10, 7, Psalm 140, verse 3. Sinful speech demonstrates a person's desperate need for God's grace. The next obvious way a sinful nature makes itself known is not just through speech, but through observable behavior. By quoting the prophet Isaiah, Paul indicted human nature's habit of bringing pain, suffering, and destruction wherever it is found. Not only do unregenerate humans use their language to bring misery, but their actions do not hesitate to cause hurt also. Isaiah 59, 7, and 8. Instead of pursuing activities that demonstrate the supremacy of God and invite Him to reign, those who have rejected God resist the way of peace and leave a trail of misery in their wake. Destructive behavior shows how much a person needs the grace of God. Paul then revealed the true culprit for sinful speech and behavior, namely, a person's refusal to revere and worship God. Romans 3.18 This is also a direct quote from David, who lamented man's wickedness in the face of God's holiness. Psalm 36.1 A person who chooses to disregard his maker and refuses to worship him will not have any desire to use his speech or behavior to glorify God. A person who possesses a rebellious attitude toward God is in desperate need of God's grace. These verses demonstrate mankind's complete depravity without God's intervention through the gospel. Everyone enters this world totally under sin, which impacts his heart's attitude, his speech, and his behavior. Nothing good can come from a person who has not yet been redeemed by the blood of Jesus Christ. You and I have been touched by sin's power as well, which should make us even more grateful for God's grace revealed to us through his Son. What does God's grace mean for the greatest of sinners? Number three, the world answers to God. Romans three nineteen and 20. Now we know that what things soever the law saith, it saith to them who are under the law, that every mouth may be stopped, and all the world may become guilty before God. Therefore by the deeds of the law there shall no flesh be justified in his sight, for by the law is the knowledge of sin. In the last few years, several American states have chosen to legalize certain street drugs that were formerly outlawed. This decision has impacted other states. States which still prohibit the use of these drugs have found it difficult to enforce minor infractions of the law. Since many people know they will not be indicted for minor drug infractions, the use of these drugs has become widespread. Unlawful drug users are not fearful of getting into trouble if the authorities refuse to enforce the law. When it comes to sinfulness, many people similarly behave in a manner that demonstrates that they have no fear of judgment. Either they do not believe God exists, or they believe that He will not hold them accountable for their behavior. A quick glance at the corruption of modern society reveals that the majority of people have no fear of God. 
Paul argued that the Jewish people were in a primed and privileged position to bring God glory by keeping his law, but they fell short. If God's people could not keep his law, certainly everyone else fell short as well. Even though the law was given to the Jews, every person, no matter his heritage, has proven to be deficient in his ability to satisfy God's demands. This universal guilt before God prevents anyone from giving a valid reason why he cannot obey God. Everyone stands before God guilty of sin. Those who have not received forgiveness of sins are answerable to God but will be found speechless. The conclusion drawn by Paul brings the reader to a desperate dependence upon God's grace. After arguing that all human beings are sinners and cannot satisfy God's demands, Paul stated that if anyone was to be declared righteous by God, it could not come through the works of the law, since everyone is a lawbreaker. God's perfect law demonstrates mankind's inability to keep it and informs us of the depths of our sinfulness. Man's inability to keep God's law is exactly why righteousness must come through another means, namely God's grace. We all stand as sinners before God, but our guilt is not removed by more activity. Our good works cannot yield righteousness. Our only hope is that God will forgive us of our sins and declare us innocent. This He does through our repentance and faith in His Son, Jesus. Why must everyone understand that good works cannot justify anyone? Setting the application. Today's text has placed the entirety of mankind under sin and therefore guilty before a righteous God. Our sinful nature makes itself known in a variety of attitudes, speech, and behavior, but no matter how different our sins might be, they all show the world we are incapable of doing good without God's help. Some people think they can do good works of their own accord. But without a heart made alive by the Holy Spirit, what man says is good actually mocks God. A man's good works without God is idolatry. Only one man has ever kept God's law and has done the good work necessary to satisfy God's desires. This man was born of a virgin, born under the law, and at just the right time, he became cursed for mankind by enduring the wrath of God as he hung on a cruel cross. He died, was buried, but three days later he rose from the grave, conquering death. He ascended to the Father where he intercedes on our behalf. Jesus Christ is the only one who has done the work God requires for our salvation. Through Jesus, God extends the offer of grace to everyone willing to acknowledge his need of God's forgiveness. God forgives the sins of everyone who comes to him in faith. No matter who the person is or how grievous his sins may be, we all need God's grace. How does it help you love others knowing everyone is in equal need of God's grace? Thanks, Brother Mark, for sharing such great truth with us this week. Join us next week as we take another look at God's Word with Brother Mark. Don't forget to join us daily on our Through the Bible daily devotionals on our daily devotional blog at www.bogardpress.org. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.